0: even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney.
3: Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein. And today we have a familiar special guest, Um, somebody who was on the show very recently and we enjoyed it so much we had to invite him to come back it's andrew mertig of the pack a day podcast andrew thank you so much for joining us again
4: i'm honored i i feel like an honorary member of the team i've been on so frequently <laughs> the last month so i don't know what that would be called a pass which she said but uh, <laughs> i like it
3: i yeah i don't know where to go from there i think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take suggestions i think on twitter about uh but what a good name for you! I was thinking like you know an S in parentheses, and then Pax would mm. he set? I don't know. We'll we'll workshop it. We'll brainstorm. We'll oh we'll <laughs> uh, so Andrew, you did not get to be part of the Pack a Day recap show, um, which was a bummer. And I know that you had some sizzling hot takes about the uh, the first pick that the Packers made with number thirteen. So. Dion just let's just dive right in to, yeah. to Luke Van Ness.
4: Yeah. So this this might be a little redundant based on what I said on on Pack a Day last week. So if you listen to that I apologize, but I promise I will stop being redundant after the first minute. <laughs> it's not that I don't like Lucas Van Ness. I I I think he's a a very fine prospect. He makes all the sense in the world in the eyes of the Packers. Um He's he's their type, right? Like you you would expect that's that's the guy that they would have eyes for. My problem is the number one goal for the upcoming season for the Green Bay Packers needs to be assessing Jordan Love. That's it. I mean, would it be great if they like went on a Seahawks kind of unexpected run? and made some noise and made the playoffs and then you know who knows what happens yeah absolutely that would be awesome i think that is best case scenario i think worst case scenario you just need to be ready to know at the end of the season just like with aaron Rodgers' first season is this our guy to move forward they have some draft capital and so if it's not then next off season is when you really need to be making those decisions and so did you put yourself in a really good position to assess your young quarterback based on this offseason. Well, they didn't have any free agent money. So you're not going to help out Jordan Love through free agency. So your draft is the only opportunity to do that. So what did you do? You drafted a a young edge rusher, and the hope is that he comes in, is able to make an immediate contribution, and then hopefully get the ball back to Jordan Love a little bit quicker. And that's great if your goal is to try to win as many games as possible this year, which yes, it should be on the field, but I would say from a GM standpoint, your goal should be to give Jordan love all of the tools that he needs in order to be successful. And so let's assess what the Packers did. Um, They, they were able to give Jordan love, basically the offensive line that we would have expected. They drafted zero offensive linemen. So you, you, Hope David Bakhtiari comes back and can play all 17 games. I think you're okay with how the rest of the line is shaking up. I, I think you know you have some pretty high expectations out of some guys who haven't necessarily shown a, a ton of development so far, and so you're hoping for that jump from Josh Myers or John Runyon to kind of help fill in the gaps where you know between Elton and... Hopefully Yash, at right tackle, and then Zach Tom somewhere in the middle. And then one of those other guys has to take a, a step uh, to give Jordan Love that solid solid line in front of him. And then you're expecting a whole heck of a lot out of a lot of young weapons. I know I'm as optimistic about Christian Watson as anybody. I was so high on him coming into the draft last year, and I love what I saw out of Christian Watson Very, very small sample size. Do we know that he is a a true number one wide receiver? I'm not so sure you can definitively say yes at this point. I don't know what Romeo Dobbs is at all. I I see a lot of people assuming that he's going to be a really quality number two, but I'm not sure at this point. I have questions about Jane Reed. We'll talk about that later. Um, And then you have a bunch of like incredibly young wide receivers that I don't think it's fair to expect a lot out of. And we know what the progression in the NFL looks like for tight ends. It typically is not an immediate contribution. And so we'll talk about those players as well, but I think it's unfair to expect a lot of that. So what are they giving Jordan love? Pretty heavy dose of the run game. Probably. But what if teams are able to take that away? Or, heaven forbid, what if the one of the wide receivers, especially Christian Watson, gets hurt for any extended period of time? I don't know. This is the kind of offense I want to throw my first-year starting quarterback into and then just, like, hope everything clicks. Like, I would have much rather seen them give him somebody in the first round, like, you know, JSN, maybe. Like, um, okay,
2: I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah, what yeah. – what makes you think that JSN isn't going to be like a Jalen Rieger? You know what I mean? Like oh, a total yeah. bust. Like why, why pick – you know what I mean? Like why stray from what the Packers normally do and take someone like that versus what they did, which is like what they always do, which is give him a bunch of weapons in the second round?
4: Yeah, I, I, I think that's totally fair. To me, JSN is a professional route runner. If he's nothing else, he is a guy that is is going to be able to be trusted to be in the right place at the right time for your young quarterback. And to me, adding that and then just increasing the odds, right? Like maybe he doesn't turn out, but then there's a little bit fairer expectation that Christian Watson is a true number one. Romeo Dobbs becomes a true number two. Like out of all of those rolls of the dice, some of them are going to turn up right for you. And I just worry that they haven't provided themselves enough of an out in order to do that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
3: So I think it's really interesting because I thought where you were going with this, when you started talking about, I would have liked to see, or I was hoping the Packers would do. I genuinely thought you were going to say something like pick up right tackle. Like Broderick Jones obviously went right after the Packers picked and went to the Steelers. So I kind of honestly thought where you were going with this was that you wanted more immediate contributions for your quarterback in terms of protecting him and keeping him upright. So I think it's really interesting that you went to bat for a a different wide receiver hope after we're talking now about the expectations for rookie pass catchers being relatively low outside of guys named Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase. And, you know, you're hoping like Christian Watson towards the latter half of last season.
4: Yeah, and and thank you for bringing me back to that point. I uh, clearly, clearly, I'm thinking uh, only like singularly right now. But <laughs> Broderick Jones was my number five overall player, so yes, I did love him. I would have, I would have preferred that the Packers did something on offense to really just like invest in this unit
2: Jamaica and say. Gives. I'm just, I'm just kidding.
4: I don't know about but that. But
2: they did what invest. I could, so I just like, I have a hard time with this narrative because I think like the draft is over. And to me, I'm like, let me look at this draft as a whole, right? As a whole, like regardless of where they picked each player, like what did the Packers do and like bring to this team? And I think also Andrew, you and I might have like a different view on like roster building and like what this year means because I love the LVN pick because – you take, in my opinion, like you take those like premium freak athletes with those high picks and the Packers value edge, they value corner, potentially tackle like in those spots. And so like no part of me expected them to like stray and take wide receiver. But if you look at the draft as a whole, I'm actually coming at this thinking, well, look at all of the playmakers, potentially like pass catchers that they gave him, right. They took two tight ends and a wide receiver on day two. Um, They took two more wide receivers later on. They didn't take an offensive line, which again, I thought was kind of odd, but they must think that the group that they have at the moment has enough talent somewhere in there to put out a best starting five. Like to me, I, and then you add in the three wide receivers they took last season and Josiah DeGuara, who, seems to have a really nice connection with Jordan Love. And I view as a whole, well, Jordan Love's got a ton of weapons. And I agree with you, like, this year is about evaluating him 100% because it's basically this year and, like, maybe 2024, and then they have to make some kind of decision. But I think they did give him enough to surround himself. Now, is this season going to be bumpy? 100%. Especially when you have a new quarterback and just, like, all young guys but I think the opportunity for them to like develop and grow together also can't be understated. And I guess you can respond to that, but I also am wondering like if they had the room for it, would we want at this point, the Packers to take a veteran, especially in like the wide receiver room, for example, or is, cause I'm in the camp of like, just let the young kids kind of go. And if the season ends up being some like kind of wonky roller coaster at least we're going to see what they have, right? No one's getting snaps taken away by a Sammy Watkins. No one's getting like taken off the field by a vet. We can just kind of like let the kids play. But I think the LVN pick to your point, Andrew, for me is like, this is a setup for just a winning football team. Like as GM Brian, Co- Brian Coonins is saying like, who is the best player available on my board right now, who I can add to a winning football team, regardless of like side of the ball and giving Jordan love a great defense, which God, no excuses anymore. Like this defense (laughs) has to be great. Right. Is, is in its own right support for him, I think, Mm -hmm. but it's all about like what kind of like vision. And I guess the Packers are just always like, now and future. And we're seeing them do the now and future just with a new quarterback.
4: You are giving me a lot of things to think about. I know. I'll I'll, I'll try. No, I, that's, that's awesome. I think, first of all, in three years, would it surprise me if Lucas Van Ness is like the best player the Packers could have picked at 13, right? Like within the realistic people that they would have picked. No, not at all. I, I think he has that kind of upside. He, he plays with a, a fire and a passion that you don't see from guys with his athletic traits all that often. And so for, from that standpoint, I, I think, you know, it does have a chance to be special, but I guess the thing that keeps making me nervous, let's say Christian Watson misses a month of the season and the the Packers can't get a lot of traction from their young tight ends, which is not altogether unusual. And teams start loading up against the run and they say, okay, we don't think Romeo Dobbs uh, or Jaden Reed can beat us one-on-one and we're just going to crowd the line of scrimmage. We saw Aaron Rodgers struggling with this four to five years ago. And for Jordan Love, the thing that makes me really nervous is he gets in that situation and he starts to develop one of two really, really bad traits, which is to hold to the ball forever or to force it into heavy coverage. And without the players who can get open on their own, I'm not sure that they can prevent that. Now, the flip side of that argument is that the coaching tree that Matt LaFleur comes from has shown time and time again that they're able to scheme things open as long as teams have to respect the running game. And so I guess that is the flip side of this argument. And um, I do—I I meant to say this at the very beginning, I hope I am wrong. Like that that that's the fact of the matter. I hope I look so stupid and somebody goes back and watches this or listens to this um, you know, two years from now is like, wow, what an idiot. Why would we ever listen to anything you have to say about the draft? And I would still say, I don't know. I, I don't know why you would listen to me. But I, I guess the, the one thing that concerns me is that the Packers get too reliant on day three wide receivers and young tight ends. And then it, it stunts Jordan Love's development because no matter how good Lucas Van Ness is in two or three years, it isn't going to make up for Jordan Love not being the player that we hope he is. And if Jordan uh, Love can continue to, to progress, then this is going to be, uh, I, I think a really good pick, but I would have liked to see them go offense uh, to your point veteran wide receiver at this point, there's nobody out there anyways. And even if there was, I don't think that's a very good move. It, let let your young guys develop. Because odds are amongst yeah. Toure, Wicks, DeBose, somebody is going to hit out of that group, even if it's just a solid receiver. And then you know you hope that two of the three of Watson, Dobbs, and Reed end up good. And there you you have your wide receiver room of the future. Yeah. If more than that hits, then oh my gosh, we're we're talking (laughs) about like early career Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. Like we're looking for
2: your like MVS and that like later group. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey Company.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?